0: hello everyone and welcome back for another episode of the digest and invest podcast brought to you by etoro i am sam north and i'm joined by josh gilbert josh how are you i'm good sam i'm good how are you yeah very well very well what have you been up to this week watching england i hope
1: yeah i was gonna say i think if our listeners know by now they're gonna know exactly (laughs) what we've been up to this week um yeah, look, for World Cup fever. So it's taken up a fair amount of my time. But we probably won't go into that too much. We talked a lot of football last week. So a few of the uh, few of the girls in the office said to me that we spoke a lot about football last week.
0: So yeah. Uh, how about you? What have you been doing? Same, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. We did. Yeah, same, same. I'd i have to say this time last week I wasn't overly excited about the World mm. Cup, but but now I'm I'm all for it. Um the games wise anyway. Um so yeah. Good result for especially when you
1: Especially when your team back six, you're definitely going to be excited.
0: Oh, yeah, you can't not. I guess it'd be a different story if we had lost, done in Argentina. Um, on the podcast this week, we can cover Disney, which has been in the news over the last couple of days. So I think our, our listeners will appreciate that. And we can also review the, the Zoom earnings, uh, which kind of feels like the, the forgotten child after their immense run during the pandemic. Uh, and then we can sort of wrap it up. Uh, by talking about the holiday season, Thanksgiving on the 24th in America, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We can put it all in the mixer and, and, and talk about that. Yeah, sounds good to me. Finally, a bit of a quieter week on the economic front, slowing
1: down. I was chatting to, to Callie, obviously our US investment analyst, and uh, we were sort of saying how it's finally starting to slow down. We're slowly getting to the end of this economic data towards the end of the year. And oh yeah, it's like, thank God for that.
0: Yeah. And honestly, if, if I was just pure day trader, nothing else, I wouldn't come back to my desk until the. Probably the 12th of January, mm. 12th of December, I, I'd say. I'll probably have these these next couple of weeks off. It's Thanksgiving, one of the quietest weeks of the financial year. Markets are so quiet. Uh, next week's quiet as well, um, other than maybe non-farm payrolls, um, which actually, yeah, next Friday. Yeah, 12th, so I'd have over two weeks off. Uh, one can dream. Um, anyway, on to more important matters. Favorite Disney film of all time? um lion
1: king i think for me yeah yeah just just a complete classic uh there's there's many that you could go to finding nemo that's a disney as well Solid. that's also a classic
0: as well what about you i'd, I'd, I'd go lion king as well i, I think yeah. it's the perfect storyline the songs are amazing yeah and john obviously helping out there. Also, although on the subject of lion king i actually thought the theater version of it was was pretty bang average i have to say i had such high expectations because of the film and was let down um on to less important matters what is actually going on with disney uh shares on monday jumped about six percent higher uh because they well they have a new ceo so i imagine that could have been potentially the reason why do, do you see it that way i mean it, it looked like investors initially liked um that headline um but look, as an investor in Disney myself, you know, I'm all right now, Josh, take it away. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a new CEO, but it's a not a
1: new CEO, right? Um, and we've got the sort of the tale of two Bobs uh, in this situation. And the return of a Bob uh, has, as you say, gone down very well with investors. Um, a bit of a surprise, I think, initially. So the simple reason um, is that he uh has come back to, to to take over the helm of Disney again after Bob, another Bob uh <laughs> took over in 2020. And the reason is and the reason why the market likes it is that he had an excellent track record with the firm for 15 years before Bob um took <laughs> took over in 2020. Um and Bob Iger, who is the new CEO um, I think he he's basically being viewed as as the best man to sort of lead Disney forward, especially in this sort of streaming transition. Right. Because he was the man um, that actually made that pivot to streaming um, and, yeah, initiated it. Um, so, yeah, he, he was the man to sort of move that forward. And, and Disney, look, have gone all in on streaming. But let's see, you know, what what happens next There's a lot of discussion around them going in all in on sports streaming with the espn which is i think probably one of the next sort of biggest things in streaming Agreed. Uh, yeah. i was doing a bit of research the other day and it's just very minimal at the moment again we think about the world cup you know here it's on what we call sbs which is just like bbc at home um But actually, not everybody these days, uh, you know, just just has normal television. The amount of my friends that are having to actually just stream it through their iPads or or whatever. And in the UK, obviously, you have to have a TV license. So, you know, I I think that that's going to be a big change there. But look, ultimately, we've seen some positivity from the stock, as you say, in the last sort of few days because of that change in CEO. But it has really struggled this year. Um, It's one of the worst performing stocks on the Dow. Shares are under one hundred dollars. And they're down around about 50% from its high in early 2021. Um, and we're now sort of trading at the same levels as it was um, you know, when when it fell to those lows in COVID. So that sort of, I think, represents a, you know, a fair opportunity here, right? Because we're trading at 24 four times forward earnings, which, you know, again, it's not exactly super cheap, but that's come down significantly from a year ago. Um, but it's a media giant. And how many people would be saying that they would have loved to have bought. Disney or any other stock at a covid low uh, I can remember you know having conversation with friends here saying why did we not buy Apple right we're on those covid lows um but again that was when fear sort of really really struck the market um but again coming back to those subscriber numbers um they've obviously increased rapidly uh, onto the platform and, and but that growth has come at a bit of an expense. Um, we've seen some operational losses in the streaming sector that came through in, in its, um, fiscal Q4 earnings, which was just, uh, obviously a couple of weeks ago. And that's why we saw sort of a, a move lower after the result. But I think that's why there's a bit of positivity from, from Bob, Bob Iger coming back, um, because he's going to try and lead that streaming service the, the way that, uh, the investors want him to. But on the other side of that, just to sort of really wrap this up, it's traditional park business saw profits double year over year in, in the last quarter. So consumers are continuing to spend despite inflation pressures. You know, we, we're seeing that with with retail sales across the board, um, you know, and through the pandemic, you know, again, those park closings, film delays, et cetera, really, really um you know put the company under a lot of pressure but disney plus has, as i say excelled they are up to 164 million subscribers just 60 million off netflix um, and i think it could hit 230 million by 2024 so lots of positivity i think moving forward but yeah it's just really sort of come under pressure especially after those recent earnings with the increase in, in losses
0: yeah yeah I maybe mean, interesting one on, on the streaming and and i'm with you by the way i, I think it's going to all sports uh, are going to go to your your Disney's, your Amazon's, your Netflix at some point. The only issue I would have, and I'd like to think that they would sort it. I mean, if you watch a game on Amazon in the UK, you're, you're 20, 30 seconds behind what's actually going on. So on um, for the England game, I was watching it um, with a few, few mates just just at lunch and we were watching it on iPlayer um, rather than TV. They didn't have it. So you know you want to check oh who got that assist you you click on you go on to your flash scores and then suddenly you see there's been another goal which you haven't actually seen yet which is the most frustrating thing in the world not actually watching live so hopefully they can yeah. sort that out because if they don't i i don't know it'd be very very frustrating but that's uh yeah that's the way i see it going one for them disney or bob or bob if you're listening let's 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 get that sorted um next up let's cast our back our mind back to the beginning of twenty. Twenty and you actually talked about Disney share price being at those those COVID lows, which is quite interesting. We'll talk about that in a moment. I mean, look, back at the beginning of 2020, the pandemic happens. The government instructs people to work from home if they can, and stocks like Zoom, DocuSign, Roku, Netflix, Peloton, PayPal, etc. They all exploded higher. Uh, I mean, since then, for a lot of those stocks that I just mentioned. It hasn't been pretty um and obviously disney being being one of those as well i mean look this week zoom reported their earnings and and, and guess what if you bought zoom at the beginning of february 2020 you would have made a grand total of zero (laughs) percent however it did go 650 percent higher (laughs) before reversing that whole move um but you get the picture so yeah what what did the earnings look like um does the does the outlook look any better uh no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm just gonna be, i'm just gonna
1: be i'm just gonna be very blunt yeah
0: maybe
1: um, <laughs> yeah look it's been a tough year you know you've you sort of said it there that um we've sort of come back down off that 650 percent gain to, to a nothing gain mm. and, and the tough year just gets tougher unfortunately um they reported slowest quarterly sales growth on record um and then reduced its full year revenue guidance at the same time so again forget the pandemic right we're talking about the slowest quarterly sales growth on record so pre-pandemic so it's really slowed down and and look i think we've got to got to think that this is is in some way obvious right i think this slowdown in growth was obvious i think it's impossible to have that growth that you do have and expect it to continue um when we're just not in the same environment we were but revenue increased by 5 percent to 1.1 billion so still positive in that sense but that was sort of in line with analyst estimates um but they reduced their sales forecast as i say to about 4.38 billion and that was from its august projection only slightly but that's down from the 4.4 billion as well but again downgrades are getting punished in this market um but yeah look that that mass return to the offices is obviously really hurt zoom and i just they just haven't found a way to sort of continue that growth um, and the macro environment, of course, is, is obviously just sort of a bit of a double whammy is really yeah. sort of punished them at the same time. Um, but cash is still pretty decent, over a billion dollars, um, which could help them weather this sort of current period, um, which is obviously going to be tough to navigate. But then there is another, but that was still down 17% year over year. So they're burning through that cash at the same time. Uh, and then I just feel that businesses are choosing to use Microsoft, Slack, Google, they're everything you need uh, in one place. Um, so I just think that that's the difficulty that they have. Yes, it did be estimates, as I say, sort of, sort of came in with those uh, in line with analyst estimates. But again, it was a pretty low base that they'd offered. And then that outlook sort of suggests that they aren't really improving. So I think it's really hard for me to sort of try and find positives at this point. But I'm going to give some, this isn't a complete write-off. Um, I still think people are going to continue to use the platform. I don't think it's going to disappear. Um, hybrid working isn't likely to end. So we're in a better environment than they were, I believe, before you know 2020. But I just feel that it needs to freshen itself up, offer something a bit different. I think when they had that cash over COVID, I really think they should have pushed a bit harder in in the MA space, tried to acquire, you know, another business, tried to to move into to to trying to make themselves this all round hybrid work from home system. I've seen that they're trying to add sort of calendars and and sort of other bits and pieces. I'm just not sure that's really going to work. But um, like I say, I think we're going to continue to use Zoom. Uh, We use it here at Etoro, So I think businesses will keep using it, but um, I'm just struggling to really see where
0: that next sort of, you know, spurt of growth is is really going to come from. Yeah, no, interesting one. I wonder how many investors out there are looking at these stocks that had an amazing 2020 that are now back to those levels. Uh, and see some value there um let us know if you are one of those people um our final subject today is on the holiday season as i mentioned earlier thursday the 24th is thanksgiving in the united states and then we have black friday and cyber monday that follows that you got your eyes on 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 any deals josh i don't actually need anything to be
1: honest um i might i might up a new coffee machine maybe might treat myself um but yeah, or sometimes they obviously being, we're going into obviously the summer here uh, in Oz quite frequently. They do, well, I say quite frequently, I've only been here three <laughs> years. This is my, my third Black Friday, but no, um, they do sort of like paddle boards, things like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not really much of a paddle boarder, but who knows? Maybe if there's a good deal to have, I might. But what about you? Anything on the on the road? I think you should absolutely do
0: that. Um well i'm in the mast on a paddleboard yeah i'm actually in the i'm in the market for a few things i need a bed i need a tv need a coffee machine um just moved into my new place um so yeah i need a quite a few new things although i I saw only one in seven black friday deals are actually legitimate so i'm basically Mm. be paying normal price anyway but uh yeah uh on the subject of the, the sort of holiday season? What are we as investors, as analysts looking out for? How can we say, you know what, this has been a good one? Or on the flip side, how do we say, actually, this has not been a good look for consumer spending? Uh, as always, it is worth saying that markets will move off what is already priced in. So if we're expecting a bad number and it comes in as a bad number, markets are cool with that. If it's expecting a good number and it comes in bad, different story. If it's bad and good, you get the picture. So yeah, what are those sort of key figures and areas that we need to keep an eye on? I think it's going to be all right by the sounds of the uh, the shopping list that you've got. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be all right.
1: The retailers should be fine. But um, now, as we know, that these sort of events are one of the world's sort of largest spending events. I think the, the sort of the way we would probably rank this is, is, and it's difficult to sort of really put into a, a measure, but it's just going to be on obviously the the billions of dollars that are spent, and probably most likely the growth that we get year over year from from spending um here in in australia so locally um the ara which is the australian retailers association they expect 6.2 billion in spending um that's about a three percent increase uh year over year globally and this is a bit more of a you know, say a look over the holiday season christmas spending that's set to grow by between six to eight percent but then that's less than the thirteen and a half and percent we saw last year but actually above the long-term average of 4.9 percent so Again, it's going to come in um, below what we had last year in terms of growth, but still better than the average. So let's see. Let's see what the number comes in at um, this year for, for spending. But yeah, I mean, particularly Black Friday and uh, and obviously Cyber Monday, the, the big test here is is that we've obviously got these cost of living pressures um, that could mean they stop spending, right? It could mean that consumers are tightening their belts and not wanting to spend as much or it's the opposite. It could mean that consumers are looking to find a bargain ahead of Christmas, particularly if households, are, as we say, are feeling sort of conscious about what they're spending and going into that sort of new year. I think this sentiment also could prompt consumers to sort of shop with, you know, being a bit more savvy, right? Maybe cheaper re- retailers shift towards sort of a down trade that could then benefit discounted retailers. Um, so here in Australia, you could think something like Kmart in the UK, you think Poundland, b and et cetera. They so sort of that down trade um, in the US, it's things like Dollar General, but i think a key point to note on all of this is that our favorite products might not actually be on top of the shelves um so that tv you want sam you might not be getting it right because these supply chain issues and we've got an acute shortage of semiconductors that just could mean that products just aren't available in, in high quantities especially are if there are those bargains to, to sort of have and that could then dent sales for retailers locally and globally um i just don't think we had this sort of amount of issues i would say last year with sort of deliveries i think we probably did have a a, a big number of uh, issues last year with deliveries but i just think we we could see that as a you know a, a big struggle this year but bottom line is consumer discretionary stocks have sort of been some of the worst performing this year which i think could open the door to some relief uh, if we do see that sort of strong spending season in in sort of q4 So just a few names to watch. I mean, I think an obvious one is obviously the retail giant, which is Walmart. They're obviously helped by sort of low price policy and and obviously groceries, but they've obviously got huge buying power as well. Um, And again, I think they can help with that sort of down trade that we mentioned earlier. But all of that has sort of pointed to them raising its profits guidance for this year. The stock is actually up around about sort of 4% this year as well. Um, and then the, obviously the other is is obviously Amazon. And, and this is going to be a test over Thanksgiving, over Black Friday and over Cyber Monday, because um, online spending is actually meant to be up this festive season. Um, and that's actually outpacing the broader spending of 7% that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, but as we know, the stock has been absolutely hurt by consumer spending concerns this year obviously it's own rising costs at the same time and, and the shares have obviously been uh been pummeled this year as well so look that there's two names there that, that i would probably keep an eye out for uh, but the broader sort of industry retailers as a whole um i want to watch but we're going to be measuring it obviously on the uh the, the amount of sales that, that are actually coming through the amount of money that us consumers are spending so we'll have to wait to see um if consumers are still opening their wallets up or if they're tightening the belt
0: yeah absolutely we'll, we'll keep everyone updated with that um but uh look that that brings us to the end for everyone listening who is in america or is american and celebrates thanksgiving happy thanksgiving day for for you uh for those in the uk or anywhere else that like the football, enjoy it. all the World Cup games. We're absolutely spoilt for choice over the next few days. Four games a day in some cases, which is incredible. Uh, and it's the big one, actually, for those in the USA and England. England-USA Friday its the big one. Uh, maybe England will actually win something, because in when it comes to markets, <laughs> we don't win anything at the moment. Uh, but Josh, as usual, thank you very much. Thank you, Sam, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care, everyone. See you next week. You've been listening to Digest & Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.